We are Pro Cannabis Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, our regular podcast on Pro Cannabis Media. And I am very happy to have alongside in the Zoom room a friend, a new friend named Mike Corso. He is from Long Island, New York. He's a Mets fan. I'm going to let him yes. get away with it, okay? Yes, thank you. For the time you. being. But more importantly, we share a lot of the very similar uh, skills, experiences as far as media goes. Mike, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on In the Weeds today. My pleasure, Jimmy, and I am thankful for the forces that brought us together. <laughs> That's right. Whatever those forces were, I think one of them was Kurt Dalton, who I give a lot of credit to from uh, Cannabis.net. It's like anytime Kurt says you got to talk to this guy, I we'll take see. his advice. Right. We, we'll thank see Kurt, we thank Kurt. We thank social media. We thank what we're talking about today to bringing, for bringing us together. That's right. And it's all about this amazing plant that is emerging as not only a major political issue, but an opportunity. The green wave that has been moving towards the North American continent more and more and quicker and quicker over the last few years is a fascinating time. We both recognize we're in a historic time when it comes to the cannabis plant and its acceptance in mainstream because of the essential nature of how society that has legal states have viewed this whole thing. So Mike, first of all, thank you again. Tell me a little bit about Roove.io, and that's R-O-O-V-E dot I-O. R-O-O-V-E. There's no E. It says E. I'm reading it right here. Get rid of that. Did I give that to you? Take oh, I printed it off your website. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. Walk me through. Roove.io. <laughs> that was a riot right there. I'm not getting that out, by the way. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Um, so Roove is an acronym for okay. Return on Organic Value. And it's very little known, very little used, but I thought it was cool and it sounded nice. It flowed, it rolled off the tongue and you use the .io as one of those domain, you know, top level domain extensions and it sounds good. So Ruvio is the agency that I created a couple of years ago. We actually started as a uh, building out an SEO platform and then decided that we were going to just turn it into a full stack marketing agency, which is what it is. Now, when we did start it, it was basically designed to help local businesses, small to mid-sized businesses across North America with their digital marketing. But what started happening um, at the beginning of the year, especially, I was getting calls from a lot of businesses in the cannabis space. So growers, cultivators, CBD retailers, um, dispensaries. Um, and so a third of our clients are in the cannabis space and that may become, that's going to grow. That's going to grow, I'm sure. So Essentially, it's going to grow like a weed, right? It's going to I mean, grow I'm like sorry. a. It's going to grow like a weed. Don't do that again. And uh, <laughs> we we are we are obsessed with uh, sharing knowledge and and educating these dispensaries, especially because I get a, you know again a, a lot of dispensaries in local markets that need to get the word out there. Just 
overwhelmed. They work like 60 hours a week on their business. They don't have time for the basic fundamentals of online marketing. So whenever I talk to anybody, I go through a five-point checklist, which we'll kind of touch on in a minute. Um, but you know, the, the fact is, you, you have a dispensary, you have a local business, you need to get people in the door um, and, and you need to be found online. That's, and, that's the essence. Right. And of course, you know, you mentioned dispensary and that's really just one little uh, part of this cannabis industry. And I know you reprimanded me for my use of a pun there, but it's, it, this is one of those industries that it's almost, it's almost unavoidable. <laughs> There's so many applications and cliches and, you know, multi-use and multi, you know, that kind of like Rove, you know, you know. Um, but I do want to ask you a little bit about when you go into business and you have experience, I know, with other businesses and other services, while the cannabis industry is unique, okay, there are services and there are products with any business. You're either a product or you're a service, right? When right. you're building your business model and all that. Um, similar strategies as far as SEO goes, whether you're a service or a product, uh, yes. And, and a, an example is, let's just take it away from cannabis or dispensaries for a second. Um, you could be, say, a plumber that sells certain, you know, uh, hardware, um, and you could also provide that service. You know, you need to, whether whichever business you're promoting, you have to do basically the same things. You have to be active on social media. You have to make sure you're Google and Facebook business pages exist and they're optimized. You want to make sure you have a Google My Business listing. You want to have a Yelp listing. You want to make sure your website is converting and that you have good SEO going on behind that. I just shot out the five-point checklist. So we, we can just go right through that at the end. No, we will. We'll get to that presentation in a minute. But I, I wanted, that's, a, that's called a tease. You know that. Yeah. That's called a tease, right? It's a tickler, right? I do want to go back to your own personal experience. Why is Mike Corso so uniquely qualified to be an expert in this space? Yeah. Okay. So I have, I'm, a, I'm an internet Viking. I started doing digital marketing and SEO before anyone even knew what that was. In fact, I was the first person hired by the record industry uh, to do online uh, music marketing. So I was hired by all the major record labels and about a dozen independent record labels before Billboard even started reporting on the internet and the World Wide Web. Um, and we started by promoting music on all of the online forums like CompuServe and AOL and Prodigy um, and all of these listservs that were out there. And that's MySpace, how MySpace, MySpace was and MySpace. So and then and then we started building websites for the the uh, for for music artists and for record labels. Um, and then just branched out. So then I was doing consulting uh, in many other industries. And then I went in house. I was actually the SEO lead at Gartner for three years. Um, and then I, I've had uh, long term. Uh, contracts with companies in the education space, the fintech space, uh, et cetera. And then uh, last year, like I said, I started realizing that in addition to the need on the local business level, um, there was a, a big need uh, in the cannabis space um, to do smart promotion and more, not spinning their wheels, you know, helping them not to spin their wheels and helping them to focus on, on what's really essential. So that's, that's sort of my journey. I've just, you know, why am I kind of focusing on this industry? Because I see that there is green in them hills, you know, and there's, <laughs> there's an opportunity here and it's only going to grow. 
Right. Tremendous upside, as they say in the sports world, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The projections are astronomical. And again, we both feel like we're at the very beginning of a historic time. And I, and I'm, I, that joneses me every day. That gets me excited every day. I never who know who's going to be watching or chatting online or sending me an email or meeting me in one of these online forums. It, if you meet some really cool people, and I do kind of like the fact that we're almost age appropriate, and you know we have similar backgrounds, we have similar um, views of the world, if you will. Yes. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to uh, share. I'm going to allow you to share your screen, sure, and allow you to walk me through as if I were a, a dispensary owner, for instance. Okay. Yes. And, and it looks like uh, you are ready to rock. I'm viewing Mike Corso's screen. And uh, hang on, let's just make sure. And it says it dispensary is. marketing on it. It does. We're ready to rock. Go ahead. That's, Take that's me great. through it. So, well, so this is what we're talking about. Uh, first, we're going to talk about how marketing has changed over the years with the advent of the phone. This is a lot of this stuff isn't new to people, but it's worth just pointing out that in the past, you know, people would hear about something, they'd go buy it, and then they'd tell people about it. And then once this whole mobile obsession and technology came along, we realized that that's what Google calls the zero moment of truth. You know, this is where people are doing their research before they actually go make the purchase. So it's a step in between here. And the main thing we want to emphasize, whether it's, again, a local business or a dispensary, is that you have to make sure you stand out where people are making these decisions. Um, so that means uh, making sure that in social media, you have a, a, a well-optimized uh, presence whether it's on Yelp or Google, a Google My Business listing or an Instagram page, a Twitter account, a Facebook business page, LinkedIn business page, all of those things are necessary. And I'll explain maybe in the future why that helps in SEO. But the, uh, let's talk about that cannabis customer journey, taking into account the idea of being present in all of these places. You know, first, there's that, that point of awareness where you, you saw something on search or you got an email or you saw a YouTube video. And after that, you're going to find uh, something about that company. You're going to do research on a company and you want to make sure their reputation is five stars across the board, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to you know, get to that website. And uh, if it's optimized well, if they have a good call to action or if they're, they're, uh, whatever they're selling is, is presented in a, a very... Um, alluring way, you're going to buy. And then hopefully you become an advocate and you talk to uh, your friends and say, yeah, I just, I went to this dispensary and I uh, got uh, Bubba Kush and it was great and, or Tommy Chong and, you know, you should do the same thing. So all of the channels that make up these steps along this customer journey are, you know, listed here um, are things that we all know, but we all don't really know the priority or how to go about um, making sure that you for instance, have a solid reputation online? You know, what, what does that mean? Um, making sure that you are found on <clears throat> Google Maps, um, making sure that, uh, again, on your website, that there's a, a strong uh, point of conversion there. So the, we, we talk about how it's important to win at each stage of this, but um, you, you definitely have to go in a certain order. But before we get to that order, let's just talk about uh, this this um, this process again for this this uh, person who's searching for the right dispensary 
they're going to go through this process of uh, hearing about somebody or, or a storefront. They're going to do some search. Uh, they're going to re- do some research, find out whether they're, you know, the, the, uh, the reviews and the testimonials are positive, and then hopefully they're going to make that, that purchase. But what can happen is if you don't have your reputation you know, buttoned up and you don't have like current and a good number of five-star reviews on, on your Google listing and your Facebook uh, business page, what happens is you lose that, that potential customer to your competitor. That's mm-hmm. business B right here. And mm-hmm. you, you've wasted all this money and time that you spent, you know, let's say you were doing paid ads here uh, and you were doing some SEO work and uh, maybe you would, you know, uh, asking some people to give you a review or a testimonial, but it wasn't um, either it wasn't, it's not current or you didn't respond to a negative review, but your competitor is looking great in this section. Well, where do you think that person is going to go? They're going to click to the next listing, which does have a lot of current reviews, um, current, current testimonials, positive, and you've been engaging and responding to those people. So you've lost that, uh, that potential customer. So, we say that the easiest and fastest way to increase your marketing budget is to use your competitors. Well, that's what you know is happening if you play your cards right. If you don't, they're using your budget. So right. where's the smartest place to start? Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna call a timeout here for a second. Yeah. Uh, two things come to mind um, when you say using your competitors. A lot of times when you go searching for a product, smart companies will buy the name of their competitors, right? right. Don't, they like, don't they do that? Sure. So that- That's in paid advertising, like when right. you're doing pay-per-click advertising. But right. we're really talking more about social media. Yep. And we're talking about what's showing up in those organic search results. So when you see that map listing uh, or the three-pack in the top of the search results, or you just see the Google listing, like when you do a search for somebody on the right side of the search page, shows their Google My Business listing. Right. And that's what's going to show um, their number of reviews, how recent those reviews are, whether you're doing a you know, Q&A on your Google listing, like if you're optimizing that Google My Business listing. Now, if they see, if they do the same search for another company that they heard of or another storefront mm-hmm. and they see a much better presentation, they're going to go there. But again, that's more social media related or what you're doing on these social platforms without necessarily paying for that placement in the top of the search results. Got it. So So where's the smartest place to start, Mike? I can't believe you just asked that question. (laughs) I read off a teleprompter. Because, (laughs) because, you know, it's not, it's not this uh, linear sequence here as presented. It's really starting here at your website, making sure that your website is a, has a good conversion point. So Mm -hmm. in brief, what I always emphasize is that the top of the website have a video, you know, put a video introducing your, your business, who you are, your personality, your, vo- your voice. Next to that, have a form where people can enter their name and email in order to download something of value. It could even be a coupon or a special offer, whatever it is. Or it could just be like a single PDF document of, you know, the genetics of this strain or that strain, right? Just something of value that uh, you know, does this help me with sleep? You know, does this help me with anxiety? You know, how does CBD compare? You know, so there's something you want to put on there to make your website convert so that you're collecting an email address and then you are going to be able to follow up with them as often as you want via mm-hmm. email marketing automation. So that's mm-hmm. the first 
that's where you start. Then you look, then you make sure that your social media is active. You want to make sure, like with our clients, we make sure they're posting at least twice a week across all the major platforms. Even if you don't think they're relevant, they can help in terms of SEO because if someone catches an article that you posted or a link you posted and then they link to you for doing that, um, that those inbound links help in terms of your SEO. Uh, so that's, uh, that's on the, uh, like the search side and on the reputation side we spend a lot of time every week we're looking at our, our clients customer lists and we're updating those lists in our um, dashboard that they have access to and they uh, we send out a request to those new customers to post a review and we give them a link you know to the facebook business page or their google my business listing where these reviews should be showing up um, so that's something that you want to you know maintain uh, throughout the year now you said a minimum of two posts per week. Is there a maximum and where is that tipping point for too much posting? Um, I can't answer that with any scientific proof, but okay. if you continue to pump out valuable uh, uh, information that yep. is going to help people with their journey, with their research, there's really no limit. Um, but you know, if you were posting, say, more than two, three times a day, that could be a little bit much. People may then say, you know, I'm not going to follow you again, unless you're really putting out creative stuff. And, and uh, as an aside, when you're doing any social media posting, I'll just give you this tip. You want to think of a thirds. So a third of your posts should be about your business, maybe special offers, whatever, your product. A third should be just industry related. Again, it could be like scientific, you know, research that you're sharing, like again, you know, anxiety articles or how to, how to improve sleep with, uh, you know, cannabis, whatever it is. And then a third should just be random entertaining stuff based on your personality, your voice, you know, what you're interested in so that people see that there's, you know, someone with a pulse behind the business that uh, shares uh, some of the same interests that, that, that the, uh, that the, uh, you know, the, con the consumer has. So social media, be very active, but don't just shill for the company hundred percent of the time, a third of the time max. Um, and then a third industry related, a third fun stuff. Um, so that takes care of like the, the green and yellow here. Mm -hmm. Once you have that down and you're, you're getting people to like kind of come over and convert, whether they're giving you their email address for more info or they're buying something, then they'll, they'll start to advocate for you. And that's, the, again, that's through customer reviews, which we help our clients get. We want to make sure that those reviews are showing up. So once all of this, this is kind of, uh, you know, lockdown, then awareness is like, consider that paid advertising. So start, you know, then you can do a, a, an advertising campaign in Google and Facebook. And while there are restrictions for, for cannabis and dispensaries, there are ways around it. You can actually go in and um, advertise for a product that helps you with X without specifying or, or you know, specifically mentioning hemp, marijuana, CBD, weed, whatever it is. So there, there are ways to, to do it that we've seen uh, to be very successful. Um, I'm going to pause right now because I know you're thinking of something, Jimmy. No, I'm not. But I, I, I thought oh, of a good. question and then it kind of just went in one ear and out the other, which happens All right, good. sometimes. But uh, I, want, I want you to keep going. You're on a roll, Mike. Keep it yeah, going. Um, I, another minute and, and you don't have to hear me talk anymore. But so... <laughs> 
One of the things we do with, with uh, every new client, any prospect, is we generate an online visibility report. We call it a snapshot report. And we you know, look at these three things. Uh, you know, again, their conversion on the website, their search presence, and, and, and the awareness that's being generated. And we give a grade across all of these uh, characteristics. So that kind of, it's a launching off point for us to engage with any client you know, to make sure that we're focusing on the things where they really need. Uh, help. As far as that five, five point checklist I talked about, um, this is, you know, if you go to my website, which is Ruvio, R-O-O-V.io, uh, you can hit the button and get a free consultation. I do a 20 minute run through of these five points to make sure that one, you have a, 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 an optimized Yelp listing. You know, I, I, also, <laughs> I often have to say, do you even have a Yelp listing? Because many businesses don't and they don't realize that yeah yelp was just restaurants in the past but now people are using it to find all sorts of services you have to make sure you have a good google my business listing uh, and optimize that there's a lot of stuff that you can fill or post in your google my business listing mm -hmm. which google likes to see think of it as an seo booster for you uh social media we make sure that you've got a facebook business page a linkedin business page an Instagram account, most do. A Twitter account, pretty common. Um, but those, those platforms, not only do you have to have them, but you have to be posting regularly to them. Because again, it's like a snowballing effect. As you keep, uh, keep posting, even if you have a low follower count initially, in time, it just snowballs. And, and, and it really takes effect when someone with influence, whether they have a blog or they have a, you know, they're an influencer on YouTube or any other social media platform, they may link to you or to something that you posted in your uh, feed. And that expands, you know, your, your, um, your follower base. Let me call a timeout and ask a quick yeah. question about influencers. Yeah. Instagram influencers. Yes. Let's say you find one in the cannabis space, right? How do you engage them and do you have to pay them? Is there paid influence? Yeah, of course there is. Um, and and or, is it based on a cost per thousand basis or is it a, or it is a flat fee? Is it hourly? Yeah. How, do, how, do, how do they come it's, up with the number? It's all different. It's all yeah, based on the person who's running that account. But often you'll hear about, you know, there was a, there's a, um, a, a good success case that I read recently, Tommy John underwear. They sent out underwear to Howard Stern, you know, and Howard Stern talked about it on our show and it just blew them up. You know, they became well known that way. Um, but same thing, you can go to any, any, if you say like an influencer in the cannabis space, you can send them a sample of product, um, um, or, you know, or whatever it is you can offer them, um, they might then mention you and that's, that's great. Um, but they may come back to you and say, thanks for sending this, but I charge five grand, you know, to even say anything about, um, you know, of course, if you're going to someone super big, you may be paying 10 grand, 50 grand, whatever it is. Um, but the, the point is, it's a, every, it's a case by case basis. And um, there's a lot you can do without going to the paid route uh, of influencers. So, you know, again, I try to emphasize, get the fundamentals down right before you start trying to jump to the head of the line or right. take, a, take a, a quick way. Get the fundamentals down, establish your footprint, your online footprint, keep building it, keep adding content to your website. Um, we're gonna talk in a future session about SEO. I'll just give you the, the uh, the, the teaser on that, it's four words. They ask, you answer. If someone has a question about the product, um, 
put up a page and it's something you sell or, or a service you provide, put up a page on your website, a blog post, answering that question. Um, content is so important. And, uh, you know, to, to be in a steady rhythm, just like with social media, steady rhythm of, of uh, you know, cadence of putting content on your website and promoting that new content on all your social media channels and your email. Right. That all, that all works a lot. We talked so, about the web. Go, go ahead. I was going to say somebody's trying to sell me Snoop Dogg as an influencer. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I found that interesting. Um, did not buy just for the record, yeah. but uh, I, you know, this is, where I think, you know, it's funny, Mike, you and I remember the days when disc jockeys, you come from the music industry, right? They would push a song or a product and people, because that they had created a following and people liked them and they had influence on their audience would yeah. go out and check out that product. This was before the days of the, you know, the mobile technology and I'm going to just going to Google it and find it. And you right. know, it was the, um, that personal, um, recommendation paul yeah. harvey right paul harvey was famous for this yeah you which, remember which happened, paul harvey which happened through payola you know it wasn't I, like I, they well, just be, there wasn't they weren't, they weren't just talking up a new artist because they liked them that much so often it was like hey we're going to pay the station or pay you to play this disc and the pay to play model yeah. is working in the cannabis space yeah. I, I just you know usually on the podcast side you know i yeah. know that there are companies out there where you yeah. pay to have your podcast aggregated with others and then they get you advertisements and all this and there's a lot of that out there yeah. um and yeah. payola was a was a nasty word in the music industry for a long time right right um so i would just advise start small like again yeah. have have the foundation solid you know mm -hmm. do the online essentials all the stuff we're talking about mm -hmm. then start small as far as the paid front whether it's paid advertising on google and facebook or instagram or where, wherever um you can even do like you know banner ads across a, a network of thousands of websites um you know start you still think banner ads are effective Oh, they are effective. It, it, again, it, it depends on what you're selling, what your right. proposition is, right. you know, if you have a good landing page. You know, the key thing to uh, a banner advertising campaign is having a strong landing page that's going to convert people. Um, if you don't have a, a good conversion point or a simple a focused landing page, then you're wasting your money on, um, on, a, on a banner ad campaign. So you want to make sure that you're driving people to a page that's going to get them to do only one thing. And that's either sign up for something right. or order something. Uh, gotcha. So you don't, want to, you don't want to just send them to your homepage, in other words, because right. they, they can go a hundred different ways and Correct. get lost. Right. Um, anyway, that fifth point in the, right. the checklist is, is SEO, which again, that's a whole, whole nother session. I could go into keyword and content research that informs the, the, the content you put on your website and ultimately what you talk about in social media, all again, based on, keyword research. I'll give you an example. Um, we're working with some CBD clients right now. So that one of the popular searches out there is CBD for pain, CBD for anxiety, CBD for my pets, CBD for dogs. So out of the hundreds of searches you may find of people typing in to search for CBD related information, those are top. And, you know, I have a list of like 10, 15, 20 uh, terms like that, that we kind of focus on now. Um, but the, the, the point is we look at two things there. We look at keyword difficulty, meaning do I have a chance of showing up on page one? Like I'm not going to try to compete with say a Charlotte's web if they're uh, optimizing on a keyword 
uh, for their website. They're going to own a bunch of slots on page one. Um, if I take a, a, a keyword that has a, a lower keyword difficulty rating and I combine that with a, their monthly, the monthly search volume, you know, I want that monthly search volume to be decent, you know, at least 500, 1,000 searches a month. I want that keyword difficulty to be low. And that's what informs, again, the content that you end up pushing and what you put out in social media, because that's your SEO plan right there. You want to make sure you're going to get ranked and put on page one for terms that are, man that are manageable letter. And, and one of the things that is fascinating, and of course, it makes perfect sense, is when you have a keyword that is trending, the cost of that keyword goes up, correct? To sure. buy that specific keyword, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But always remember, you may see, let's say you started an AdWords campaign and they said, okay, the top, top spot is uh, 13 bucks a click. Well, if the second person is only spending three bucks, you're only going to pay $3 and one cent. You're not going to pay that top bid uh, number that you, you agreed to. So yeah. just the, the, the days of buying the uh, six o'clock commercial uh, on the three networks and reaching 90% yeah. of the market are way gone, right? Yeah. All, <laughs> all those people still, as you can see in the news today, are buying Super Bowl commercials and, and doing well with that. But, I, but you know, we can talk about this. We're sports guys. Um, by the way, are we, is your presentation, uh, are we complete here? Can we go back to gallery? We are. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's, uh, go back, let's go back to gallery here. There we go. Now we're back. Um, so, I want to I want to ask you go back to the dispensary discussion, yeah. and as you know, there are MSOs out there in the cannabis space, multi-state operators. Cureleaf is the biggest one in the world, and they are based in Massachusetts. And you know the MSOs, like Big Pharma, are are looked at you know with not an evil eye but a cautious eye, if you will, of the consumer, right. which I think might be a little unfair. But we can get into that another time. But most of the dispensaries in many states are limiting their dispensary licensees to three per state. Massachusetts has that, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, so when you are uh, a marketing person for a mom and pop dispensary, and let's just make it a non-MSO dispensary, the importance of geo-targeting to that 25-mile area around that dispensary, I'm guessing, is really important. Yes? Right. Yep. So and, go ahead. And for an MSO that has several locations, you want to treat each one of those independently um, so that you're doing all of the things we just talked about for each one of those locations. So again, geo-targeting for each individual dispensary is probably the most important tool to use in your marketing. Right. And, and especially in terms of like, let's say SEO, we're going to do a local SEO campaign. We're not going to do a, you know, a national or broad SEO campaign to compete with um, say hemp for anxiety or cannabis for pain. We're going to do cannabis for pain, Boston, you know, we're going to, we're going to tag on that uh, specific location where they, where they are. So that gotcha. when people are in that area, they're going, you're going to show up on page one because you're, you're optimizing your content and you're focusing your SEO, your link building, everything on that geo. Right. And of course, uh, what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, this is truly a, a tracking device, mm -hmm. right? Um, that 
Google knows everything and Google knows where you are, where you've been and where you're at. And, you know, it can also feed you information based on your area. That's pretty much the, the key here yeah. is that when you go searching for something, they know where you are so you can find it in your area. It's always asking you, you yes. want to turn on your location notification, right? And geofencing. <laughs> right. Geofencing. Uh, I guess my point is as a consumer, you can still control that, right? Uh, well, uh, there, there, yeah, I mean, there are things you can turn on and off uh, in, in privacy right. settings, but right. you know, I'm of the view, not, maybe I think half the people I talk to agree with me is that I want them to know as much about me as possible because if I'm surfing the web or if I'm surfing, searching Google, if I'm doing a search in Google or if I'm on Amazon, I want ads to be showing me guitars and specific cars. I don't want to be seeing ads for bras. I don't want to see ads for like cutlery. I want to see stuff that I am actually interested in. Wait a second, you're not interested in cutlery? Come on. Yeah, I, I, I do cook. I love cooking, but I, yeah. I, you know, I buy a, a new knife every like five or 10 years. You That's know? Right. So it's How like, about pans? How about, do you circle, recycle pans? Because I, I got to get rid of some pans right now. Yeah, no, sometimes I'm happy to see those ads because I might have just gone to... Um, I'm going to give a shout out to a great gene company I just discovered called Distilled. It's D-S-T-L-D um, and great fitting. Uh, anyway, then I started seeing ads for them. And then I think I started seeing ads for their competitors, but I was okay with that. You know, again, it wasn't for, um, it wasn't for something uh, related to like new windows. You know, it's like, look, it, it's going to take up real estate on my screen, make it, Make it right. topical. Right. The algorithms that, that dictate the information that is flooded on all of us when we go and we go searching for a product. It's why after a few days you've searched for, let's say, a grill, right? And over the next few days, you're going to get inundated with grill advertisements, right? right? I mean, this is really what you see. And when people start hearing about that, they oh, I get it. That's what you, right. That's how yeah. SEO truly works. Well, more, not so much yeah, SEO, but pay, the paid advertising, because that's what you would do. Like right. you would set up these remarketing lists and um, you would target to people who are searching for a specific thing or had visited a certain website. So that's how you're able to, you know, advertise your product in front of those people. Right. And, and when you have uh, a variety of both products and services, is there, are there different strategies for either or, or is it still kind of like basics? Um, so give me an example, because I'm going to say- I'm going to talk about being a media company. Gee, what a shock, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I create content. Yeah. I create production videos for people. I do interviews for people and with right. people. Right. Uh, and yet, you know, my product as a media company are the audience that's tuned into the content. And it's one of the reasons why we're finding the internet now, you, you have- Literally, you remember it used to be the 60 channel universe and the 600, then the mm. 6 million. Well, we're probably closer to the 6 billion channel uh, right. audience uh, channels now available to all of us. Right. And, and, and yet there are still plenty of people who have not cut the cord, the cable cord, right? right. And one of the things I'm finding as I experiment, I pay for both because I'm a glutton for punishment. I've got a smart TV that has Hulu on it and Netflix and Amazon and, and Apple TV and all that. And then you go upstairs and the other people in my house who are much, much 
hmm, less savvy, let's just say. Yeah. Much rather just click on the TV and, and I try to explain to them there's actually an HD tier, tier to go. You don't necessarily have to go back to the old days, but huh. they're comfortable watching whatever they do. And then, of course, it kicks into the HD anyway. Yeah. But still, point being is there's the ease of use <laughs> of finding content. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really where I'm going with this question next is if you're on Roku or you're on Apple TV or you're on one of those channels, Netflix even, mm -hmm. you have so many choices. You go and you start surfing through those. It's overwhelming, right? right. So how do you, as a marketing person, how do you um, explain to people how you're going to find this content on your smart TV? It's not as easy as, you know, 825 or you know, whatever that tier is, 954, you know, we know what, if you're sports yeah. fans, we know what ESPN is on just about everything, right? Right. So. right. Well, so now if you have like the newest uh, Roku remote, you can press the button and speak to it and say, find me such that's, and such. That's right. Here we go. This is the Emmy award winning remote by uh, Xfinity and uh -huh. you can just talk into it, which is. Yeah. It, looks, you know, it looks way more complicated than the simple Roku device that, that came out. Uh, but so again, anyway. go back to how do you get your content found on all these platforms? Or, or is it best to be on all those platforms with your content? Yeah, just yes, it's best to be on an, 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 an example, like with a podcast, you don't just want to be on Apple podcasts or on Breaker. Uh, you want to be on Stitcher as well and the three or four other major podcast platforms. So, Spotify is number two, I believe. iTunes is yeah. number one. So those yeah, certainly it's just, those it's just It's syndication. You know, you want to be across all of these platforms. So, you know, why limit yourself? Right. So let me, you, you know, kind of what we're doing is we don't just create a podcast. We right. take an audio video interview, right. strip the audio to create the podcast. Put the podcast out, strip out sections of this visually, including my deck, put that up on SlideShare. So you have your deck out on SlideShare. Um, right. You know, again, post links throughout social media pointing to your blog post that features a, the video and a description of the uh, episode. Um, there, there's, I have a, actually, I'm going to share with you my webinar workflow, which is all about okay, pre-promoting a webinar. Before you go there, I got a follow-up question. Yeah. And of course I'm going to forget. And then I have to say. jump because I've got, got a, a call. Uh, is it yeah. at one, is it, uh, pardon, did I date this, but is it at one thirty or do it is. Have, Okay. All right. So we're going to wrap this up, Mike, so you can get to your next call. But I have so many more questions. And more importantly, I hope you'll consider working with us in some capacity as an expert, because you have showcased your expertise in this interview. And I've so I enjoyed it. talking with you. And we didn't even get into sports discussion, which you know, happy to do at any time. Is that fair enough? Oh, yeah. We'll lead off with that next time. There you go. Mike Corso from Roove.io, right? I do it yes. right at the end. That's it. Yes. That's where you find him. Uh, this is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. We talk now, we talk news, and In the Weeds are all available on most major podcast distributors like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and our friends at clnsmedia.com and our flagship, cannabis.net. So subscribe, share, and like our videos on all the social media networks out there, including LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, The Weed Tube, and YouTube. 
Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area, now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first.